Germany and beyond. Flying in baseball? Yeah, who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Elementary, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. Now don't call me sure. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. Okay, guys, welcome back to episode two of our Star Wars trilogy. So um, this week we're going through all 11 Star Wars films and we're ranking them sort of separately but together at the same time. Anyway, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode and next week we will have the conclusion to our epic Star Wars trilogy where we kind of will talk about everything else in Star Wars. Do, are we talking about the, the we're going to talk about Rogue One and Solo? Yes, yeah, so what, with, what I thought we'd do is rank the films god right um and that includes solo and rogue one and we'll talk about them there yeah and talk about them there because uh, then we're going through each film now what we will do though is rather than just go oh i had this at yeah. you know we go yep. 11 11 10 yeah, 10 yeah. i'll start with one you just tell me where you ranked it and we'll talk about the film and beautiful all right okay all right go so i'm gonna go with my bottom feeder i know what it is and it's attack of the clones so that is your 11th that ranked is, that film. Is my I really 11th. should have put numbers next to mine because I'm going to have to count every time. <laughs> I told you I'm not good at math. As he counts the, down the list That there. would be nine. Nine, okay. You liked it a bit more than me. I. It's, this is the thing though, right? <laughs> yeah, go on. So if you put a FET in there, I'm going to be more. <laughs> Say it again. If you put a FET in there... I'm probably there are things in Attack of the Clones that I really like, yeah, more so than at least two other Star Wars movies. <laughs> yeah, I all right. So, th- and this is the thing where I'm I'm hung up on Attack of the Clones is I really like Obi Wan Kenobi's little noir detective story where he goes off trying to solve the mystery. Yep, I really love that stuff. I love Jango Fett. I like Christopher Lee. Yeah, I like Yoda with a lightsaber. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah that's fine. The love story is just like that's. I would rather someone hold me down and punch me in the nuts six times. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the problem with it. it because this is about Darth Vader. Yeah, it's about Darth Vader. It's about sand and how it's coarse and gets everywhere. And Hayden Christensen is not Darth Vader. He's no. not Anakin. Skywalker. You can't even He's see how him. that gets to. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it just. And I think one of the biggest crimes is the fact that they replaced the guy in Return of the Jedi with Hayden Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what was who was who was that? Who was um, who was like a great actor yeah, too? But far out, like really, it's just it's no. So the di- the dialogue in this, like, there's moments in Attack of the Clones which are great. You know, I, I'd, I'd say there's p- set pieces and scenes. It it does expand the galaxy with different planets and yeah. uh, creatures. We finally get like, what the hell are the Clone Wars that yeah. they kept yeah. talking so about? Yeah, so it's leaning into it, but 
got atrocious dialogue <laughs> that even a great actor like Ewan McGregor can't say convincingly. <laughs> you know, and you were talking about that Star Wars dialogue that it's really it doesn't work if you're going to put it in a realistic situation. This doesn't work in Star Wars. <laughs> so um, Attack of the Clones is so woeful with that and it, the romance is a big part of it as well. Because it's, it's a huge chunk. Convincing. It's the other half of the movie. Yeah, and it's just not convincing. <laughs> Because he's he's already sort of pathetic about it and whiny and but he's not from even from the like, go. But he's not even like Luke was. See, Luke was, but you understood why. Yeah, because he was like the he, lonely farm kid. He was really kid. frustrated. <laughs> he wanted to get out and he wanted to get away and so on. And you know, he was a, he was a bit innocent, and ignorant. To yeah, the, the, the wider of the galaxy. galaxy, and it, it made sense. But his doesn't. He's actually being trained as a Jedi, and he's already whiny and can't even deliver lines with an emotional weight that you'd expect. Um, but then it's not helped by the dialogue as well. So yeah. for me, Attack of the Clones just was so clunky that even though I agree about the actual clones, the planet, you know, what, what's it called? Geonosis. Geonosis. I, I really did like that design and I did like Django Fett and Boba Fett's story there. With how this it, cool little origin story for yeah, him. And yeah, and it, it was really quite good. Um, I like the end. I like the, the, the from the, the arena, I'm like, this is pretty sick. The arena was fun, the creatures, yeah. yeah. And I equate that, though, to like the pod race of Phantom Menace. It's sort of like one of these sequences that's fun to watch, but it's not really doing much with the story. Yep. You know, and same with the, the pod race probably does more with the story than... The arena, yeah, it's stopping. So yeah. it's a bit so, of pop. Yeah, but do you get what I mean? I know you Whereas mean. sequences in the, the original film, film. there's nothing. Uh, nothing just wasted. Like a, oh, let's pop this in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fun. Um, yeah. So I just found it so woeful, even from the beginning. Like, it's a, it's, it's Anakin. A, it's a weird opening too. Like the slow. What the assassin? Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. Like you think, like the opening. Of oh, right. The even from the opening shot, it's like this really dreary, slow, like ship landing and oh yeah, and then exploding. Yeah, yeah. It it feels out of place, even in that regard to the other films. Yeah, but like I said, I say it's still in the bottom of my pack. It's in the bottom three. Yeah, but yeah, the the Obi Wan kind of little detective story and Django Fett and clones and stuff. It's like, it it, 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 it makes it watchable for me. That right. stuff I enjoy, but the romance is just like, oh my God. <laughs> so hit us with your lowest one. My absolute bottom, so is um, The Rise of Skywalker. Right. Where does that rank for you? I've actually got it at 10. Okay, so, so here's it's, where... It, it's near the bottom. It's, it's the second last. And, <laughs> but it's only, like, I have to admit... I really want it to be higher. It's got it, yeah. And it, it started the race with a broken leg. <laughs> that's right, yeah. and that's the that's why. I, I, it's almost like that sympathy vote where I go, <laughs> you just, "Man, you were given something that was so hard to put together that you did a really good job in at least trying to." Yeah, I can't believe you. I can't believe you made it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I can't believe it's not butter. So. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's um, with all your with all your shortcomings and handicaps, you, yeah. you did well just to finish. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's I got th redeeming features. Like I have to say, it's it's like I some of the visuals in that uh, some of the best Star Wars. I yeah, it's um, it's got some of honestly John Williams' best. As well. Score work as well, where he kind of jazzes up the original theme towards yep. the end and stuff, and that that ending, the fight is, I'm like, wow, and all the ships show up, and it's it's, it's yep. nice, and it's Star that's, Wars, it made you feel warm yeah. and fuzzy, yeah. and but there is just there is some dodgy crap in this movie yeah. that just feels it feels like a weird. 80s sword and sorcery movies at moments where they're finding the dagger that leads them to the thing, and then the that wasn't uh, that was sort of. It, that I didn't mind so much no, more it than... Felt, it felt out of place to me. It felt so odd. Well, it... it like, that's not really Star Wars. Like, no, like holding up the dagger and matching I, it to... Isn't that from the Star Wars mythology thing, something? I, don't, yeah, I don't could know, not tell you. I know they talk about holocrons a lot yeah. in the mythology, but then that wasn't even what it was. It was just like, oh, Darth Vader had some maps to wherever. Yeah. 
to the magic, yeah, the magic yeah. Sith planet. Yeah. Um, where where did that workforce come from? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. I'm going to talk about redeeming features first because there, there's a lot of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the redeeming feature of it is that Billy D. Williams. Yeah, you got Lando back, and he's sort of doing the same sort of thing. <laughs> When he brings them all in. It's Billy D. Williams. He's leading the charge. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that scene with all the ships showing up, to me, that ended That was what being, the, ended, that's, the ending, I think, was always should have been. Like, yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. all of the we're good all, is finally going to stomp out we're the gonna, bad. We're going to join together. Yeah. yeah. And I liked... I actually liked the fact that she was the Emperor's grandchild. I did like that because okay. I, I do think that's a nice twist in it. I don't like the fact that we had the Emperor return as much because it sort of it, it undermined Return of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi a lot, and it also uh, yeah, it, it just, it, it, just like, oh. it seemed a bit cheap yeah. for me to put that in there. It. It sort of works, and I can see why they eventually convinced themselves to do it. Because yeah. he is now the thread through the entire as a villain. Yeah, nine films. Yeah, he's the he's the big bad. Yeah, he is it. Uh, and I don't think it was necessary. Like I think her become her being the emperor's granddaughter was a nice idea. I actually do think that's a good one because it it does create a conflict of. One, your family and your potential and that whole yeah. light darks thing and actually probably explained her abilities too because that was my big gripe with a lot of those sequels was how quickly she progressed. She became adept yeah. compared to Luke who's there struggling to just lift a lightsaber <laughs> out of the snow <laughs> in the second film yeah. where, where she's already doing, God doing all sorts of things. I think I just... I. And I mean, we'll we'll we will get to I'm sure the last Jedi eventually. Yep. But I, I love the idea that she's nobody. Like I think that is a masterstroke. I think the idea that she is just a nobody. Luke's biggest problem was that he came from something and didn't know who he was. Her problem is that she comes from nothing and doesn't know who she is. And I, I yeah. liked the way it played with that. Like in them, we'll, maybe we'll save this conversation for when we get to Last Jedi. Yeah, let's focus on Rise of Skull. Well, I Sorry, mean, no, no, but it's okay. Uh, yeah. I think though, the issue with the nobody thing is it it, it shouldn't be part of the film. Then, mm. like, it doesn't know, really do well, much for the story. Like Luke's Luke's challenge was that he felt like he was a nobody, yes. and then discovered that his father was Darth Vader. Ray through all of the events felt like she was somebody and then learned like so, the, the yeah. kick in the guts isn't that you're you know Darth Vader's your dad the kick in the guts is like you're not important in the slightest mm. and I felt like that was really clever like the hardest thing for Luke to hear at that time would have been Darth Vader's your dad yeah Ray, who all she wanted to know was who she was and the hardest thing I think in the world to hear would have been you're not important in the slightest and I liked that. I just thought yeah. it was it was different enough. But we can talk about problems of the last Jedi yep. when we get to the right, last we'll Jedi. We'll get to that one. But that's that's where I, I I thought it was really cool that she was nobody, and nobody can be a hero. You don't have to be a Skywalker to save the galaxy. Like, mm. yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So where are we up to? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so uh, my uh, number nine, I guess. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or, so, well, no, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we both just—that was your I ten. Yep, so I've done 11 and 10. Yeah. Number nine, Revenge of the Sith. Ooh, I put Revenge of the Sith a little bit higher than that. Yeah. The only, uh, look, I can't it's get my, past It's my it. seven. Look, when I watched it the first time, I went, yeah, it's got that darker tone. It's good. It sort of seems to close the Darth Vader story a bit better. But, oh, man, just having him come up and go, no, and... <laughs> That's Hayden Christensen <laughs> again. It, 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 he kills the films. Yeah, he's not even good in the suit. It's <laughs> 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 not even yeah. convincing in the suit. <laughs> it's 
You know he's in the Obi-Wan Kenobi spin-off, don't you? Yeah, well, I hope he's matured a bit by now and actually can act. But, I, but it all, I think it, it, a certain element of the responsibility needs to be on George Lucas to be like, hey, could you just do that a bit better? <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. but it's just... I will forgive Revenge of the Sith because that fight at the end is like my favourite fight in all of Star Wars. Yeah, which was uh, unofficially directed by I someone else. <laughs> <laughs> His name rhymes with Shmeev and Schmielberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. Oh, look. Revenge of the Sith does have a lot in it that's like better than Attack of the Clones. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and the other one too, but we'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, see, uh, the other one I, I've sort of felt was more traditional in the Star Wars sense. That's yeah. all. They kept it a little more simple in the people in it and we just followed those people. Yeah, okay. Along. Whereas adventure. this one's trying to juggle a lot. Well, it's doing the war film thing as well yeah, and not yeah. well, not very well. No. Because um, you're like, you're like, oh, a glimpse of battle, the end. Yeah. I wanted to see some Wookiees messing <laughs> some stuff up and you don't get to put that in the trailer and, yeah, and, see, and that's literally it. That bothered me with it and, you know, Yoda going, oh, I must go into exile and... Sort of all of these things are just explicitly said. She lost the will to live, and yeah, that's just she lost the will. She she, what? (laughs) She was like an absolute unstoppable political badass, and she's just like my boyfriend left me. uh, No, he turned bad. He turned bad. Time to just die. Die. I'll give birth and die. Yep. My kids um, don't need me. No, but you're you're, you're pushing this point of why I can't put it up above Phantom Menace. Yeah, right. It, it's like there's a major issue with Phantom Menace, but we'll get to that one. But Revenge of the Sith has all these redeeming features when it, it does meet the darkest points that it should. Mm. It hits it. I it's just, just not I carried through by uh, a reasonable story. In terms of, you know, as you pointed out, Padme just ups and <laughs> parks and it, it. Even though Leia says she remembers her. Yeah. Um, Christensen's just terrible. <laughs> it, it's it's all got these really icky feeling romance bits in it. and it's Some of which are, are thankfully not as many as Attack of the Clones, but no. the, the bits that there are are... Yeah. That one bit of dialogue where she's like, oh, love has blinded you or something. It's yeah, just something. bad. Yeah. And then I find the relationship is totally unconvincing. Their relationship? Yep. Yep. Through the whole thing. <laughs> it's like yeah. he's there or whiny, blah, 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 and she's there going, no, no, we've got to do this. We've got to do stuff. And Yeah, she's assertive and she's, <sighs> yeah. Uh, I don't think she would ever see him other than being that kid. Yeah, you know, he doesn't behave any other way. No, <laughs> and it, it's it's the tragedy of that that trilogy in that Darth Vader didn't have that strong character. Yeah, you know, and if I sort of got him wanting his mum back and stuff, you know, which is I think Attack of the Clones that happens, yeah. is it? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't think it's enough. To no. push him over, like we don't get that. Well, it's where you get that, like. Touch and this is where I'm going to compare it to Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And to me, one of the greatest moments of Return of the Jedi is when Darth Vader says, "Oh, well, if not you, your sister." Yeah, and that's where Luke loses it. Yeah, and he's actually going down the track of the dark side, and he's like yeah, they're swinging, s- swinging and the lightsaber crazy. everywhere, but so much that Darth Vader can't stop him, and he actually beats yeah, him. He beats him. But has that moment just to realise, and that works so well. Yeah. Whereas none of that exists in Anakin's story. Yeah. And for me, Revenge of the Sith needed that to be better than the premise. Yeah. Which was a Phantom Menace. So, you're, where'd you have that one? Phantom Menace is 10. It's my second worst. Yep. I originally had it there, but when I've rewatched it, I've sort mm. of gone oh, come on, the pod races are pretty cool and it's sort of bringing in the um, tradi- those really simple parts of Star yeah, Wars, which I was good fun. hate that movie. Like, you know, it's like the <laughs> speeder bike race in the forest and yeah. it's those things, the asteroid field. And those, there's not a lot going on, but it's 
having that sense of fun. It's visually thrilling. Yeah. Like, yeah, I enjoy that. I, I, yeah, I don't know. And I did like um, uh, Darth Maul as a Darth concept. Cool. And um, you know, Ewan McGregor, I have to say, he captures Alec Guinness. Mm. Like, in that one more than the others. Oh, that one in three, I think he does yeah, a pretty yeah. good job in three. This yeah. just the dialogue's not good. <laughs> no, but he's got that a way of delivering the line and the accent just is like Alec Guinness. Mm. And it's really impressive how he does that. And I mean, Liam Neeson's great as a Jedi master. He's pretty. Yeah. He's got the hair. He doesn't have to. Really, <laughs> he doesn't really have Liam to do Neeson. a lot, Liam Neeson. He's sort of like. He's it's probably. Just, he's probably. He's the got be- a presence. Well, he's almost the protagonist of the film, too. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. And. He's got a presence. It's it's sort of just destroyed by Jar Jar Binks, unfortunately. And and um, Anakin. Anakin. Well, kids are hard. Yeah, yeah. but they're not that hard. Um, but like, th- on the same token, yes, the the issue with it is like it, it is supposed to be about Anakin. Mm. And when you brought up that trade federation taxation problem and so on, it sort of lost the focus. It lost the fun, man. Yeah. Kids don't care about taxation yeah. of the trade no, routes. that's right. And I think it took me a long time to even understand what the hell the Trade Federation were doing and why didn't anyone just stop them? Because yeah. it's like, I don't care about that stuff. Mm. And I think that's why I it's down the bottom of my list because I find it so tedious and boring in places. The pod race is cool, but like once you've watched it a hundred times, I don't need to see it again. The fight at the end is not... A lot of people talk about it, and I think John Williams' music in that fight, which is like widely regarded as one of the most popular pieces of music in all of Star Wars, The yeah. Duel of Fates. That piece of music makes that scene interesting. The scene itself is quite dreadful. <laughs> There's like it, bad it's not blocking problems the way it's shot, like actors mm. literally covering the lightsaber fight because the camera's behind them and stuff. Like it's badly filmed. It's also the first. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the same time, I think it's the first time we saw Jedi sort of young Jedi <laughs> fighting in a way that was beyond what we'd seen before rather than just the yeah rather than Darth Vader and Alec you know, <laughs> yeah Obi-Wan having their old man sword of, fight <laughs> yeah so um, it it I think that was what a learning curve a little bit but yeah they never really had that ability to do it before that mm. um, I yeah I, I can't say the Light, lightsaber fight really stands out for me massively. Uh, no, but people I, like, I do like because I mean he gets two lightsabers though. Too. Yeah, <laughs> people I, talk about it like it's yeah. the it's the pinnacle of the but prequels. I do, but I do like um, the symbolism of everything going on in there, mm. like the visual stuff that they do there with the shields blocking things. Yeah, and, and you know, and how you can sort of see uh, Qui Gon actually wearing down slowly as he's still pursuing him. Yeah. It's it sort of, you, you get the sense of what's about to happen of being yeah. inevitable. And I actually didn't mind that. Um, but I wouldn't call it an amazing action scene. That's <laughs> sort of more, it dramatically works. Yes. Only towards the end though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. It? It's that dramatic yeah, part yeah. of it. Um Interesting they brought Darth Maul back. It must have had such an impact on... That character is... Because yeah. <laughs> he's toy gold. Yeah. <laughs> so he looks evil. He, lo- he looks sinister as balls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so... Yeah. He's a great design character. Yeah. And it works because you've got Ray Park looking the part. Like, he looks menacing. Yep. Even though he's only a little fella. Yep. And then you've got, like, I think at least in the Phantom Menace, it's Peter Serafinowicz doing the voice. Yes. Yeah. From... Um, Space. Yeah, it's from space. Yeah. Hello, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and now um, Sam Witwer has is the voice of Darth Maul from Clone Wars, from Rebels, yeah. from even in uh, Solo. Yeah. Is it's Sam Witwer doing the voice now? It's Ray Park still in the makeup and things in that that little cameo. Yeah. But yeah, Sam Witwer has really really taken off with this voice and has done mm. a and, and Darth Maul is the most interesting part of Clone Wars the cartoon when he comes in yeah. and so I think, the yeah. character works oh absolutely and I think it's it, it the thing about The Phantom Menace as well it sort of had this nice contrast of planets it was the first time I'd seen you, you kept going to different different places and they were really different mm. you know it wasn't just well you don't spend a, a lot of time anywhere in the you don't go to cities or anything in the original 
no. trilogy. No, that's right. You're so on like really in, or you're on the brought, outer rim. You're in the inhospitable yeah, places. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Cloud City is about as good as you get. Yeah, I guess you're skirting around it to keep mm. out of the empire. Sight. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I for, I would have had that at the bottom for a long time, to be honest. Yeah. But as I watched it more and more, I sort of went, actually, it it sort of I understand now how what was trying to be achieved there and. Mm. I think it's like it's it's f- the faults as a film. Oh, there's that's so yeah. They just it makes Star it hard Wars, to watch for yeah, me. Yeah, for me though, it it's got more to it that's important that to, to Star Wars to Star Wars. Whereas the important parts for Star Wars in the other two don't work. C- and, yeah, and that's Anakin. Yeah. I mean, I can forgive a kid. Like I, I really do forgive a kid. That's <laughs> Because it's not really them; it's sort of Obi Wan and Qui Gon and mm. that sort of stuff trying to Dream bring him along. The, yeah. They're not the kid himself, so it's it's far more uh, palatable for me than <laughs> the walking, talking Anakin Skywalker who should have the drama and pathos that we'd expect for someone who'd turned from good to bad to the bad. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that's why it sits there. So what's your next one? So my next one would be... So... Uh, solo. And what number is that? That would be my eighth. Okay. And I've Revenge got, of the Sith I had just above Solo. Yeah, so I've got Solo sitting where, almost there. Yep. Seventh as well. Yep. Um, it's it's better than it's ma- like crit- critiqued, I think. I think so too. I yeah. think it, it's, it's the... St- it's the Star Wars movie I really want to love, mm. and it's got the stuff that I love. It's just sort of, it's not, it's not quite there. It's the only Star Wars movie I couldn't tell you any of the characters' names. <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah, fair enough. I could name the background Jedi in <laughs> in Phantom Menace and <laughs> yeah. Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, but and and I think really the new. Rise of Skywalker, I, I certainly couldn't tell you who some of the other people were. But yep. this one I like, I, I don't even remember Woody Harrelson. It's Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> the guy's name. Yeah. Well, I remember Han and Kira and Chewbacca. Yeah. It, the, trouble, the problem with it is it tries to do too many nods to who Han Solo is. It tries to build Han Solo so quickly. In one, yeah. In one film. And I think that's the problem. Like... They probably had the potential there to have a whole series of films. Well, it was meant to be three. Right? But because they jammed it in and didn't give it a nice breathing room uh, development, we we see him get his gun. We see him, you got to shoot first. We see all these things brought in. Even his very quickly. Which I never really thought was it something that needed to be explained. No, no. So. The um, dice, the. Yeah, the dice. The dice I didn't mind. Like, the dice yeah. is probably one thing that you go, yeah, okay, it's been with you the whole time. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, the gun and shoot first, probably I would have been like, okay. Yeah, that that probably would be the only thing you needed. Yeah. Um, and meeting Chewie. Yeah. I don't even need to see the Falcon in the movie, to be honest. Uh, it was nice. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't need that. But it either. didn't need the Falcon. And no. you probably could have moved on. Like, you probably could have brought Lando in in the second movie or something. Yeah. Just to slow it down a little. That's it. And yeah. it, it's packing in so many things, it, it didn't work yeah. to, in total. It was fun, though. Like it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's done very well. I find it very... I don't know if you have this problem. It's it's like the muddiest, literally visually muddiest Star Wars film. Well, it is grittier, yeah, in that look. <sighs> yeah, not, but, not like it's, but like tone. But yeah, and that's the problem. Yeah. There's a disconnect between the way it looks to the way it... And I don't know whether that's because the way it was being filmed before the two directors got fired and Ron Howard stepped in to kind of pick up the pieces. Could be. But, but like, it just... It's it's hard to watch because it is hard to see. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it's... And it, it, I find it... It annoys me because I'm literally like, what's going on? <laughs> and I, the first time I saw it, we went to the drive-in where it's not like a traditional cinema. Anyway, it's always going to be a little bit darker. And that the opening of the movie, I had no idea what was going on oh, until wow. they yeah, left right. the until they get in the speeder and take off. I'm like, is there a what's he talking to? What 
there's a, a thing in yeah, water or something. Yeah. And I'm like, what is... Because huh? <laughs> yeah, right. I literally couldn't see what was going on. And then there's like the part where he's sort of in the battle, you know, like where he joins the Empire. <laughs> yeah. And he's in this battle. And once again, when I saw Don't it the first time, anything. I'm like, there are flashes and I can hear what sounds like an ATST. <laughs> And I don't know what's going on. And it wasn't until I bought, the, bought, bought it on Blu-ray that I'm like, oh, okay, there's a big worm. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just, and, I, and I, I, I can't say that it's like purely because the movie is so dark, like the drive-in probably didn't help, mm. but it is a very like, it, the look of the film doesn't fit the tone of the film. Yeah, yeah. Even like when he goes and sees the Falcon from the first time, it's in this like stormy kind of, it just, yeah. Yeah, it's not revealing like... Um Force Awakens has a nice yeah. reveal of the Falcon, which uh, that that gave me goosebumps. Yeah, moment. me too. <laughs> but um, yeah, back to Solo. Um, that's it. Yeah, I thought, all, I thought otherwise um, everything is quite good in terms of the acting. What's his name? Ald- 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 the, 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 um, Aldrich Earnwright. That's it. That's him. Yep. Yep. He's. I think does a really good job. Yeah. No, I've had no problem with him. I've heard weird rumours about him not being able to act and yeah, had being like trained, a, and I'm going, well, they obviously haven't seen some Coen Brothers films. Yeah, because <laughs> he's, he's great in Hail Caesar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't so. know whether that was just like people slinging shit on the internet. Cause I think it is. Because it's not like that's hard to do. I, and this is the catch with Star Wars, I guess, as well, is... It's it's coming from a pedestal that really can only go downwards quite easily for everyone. Yeah, because there's so much expectation on it. Mm. There, there's so much love for what. But there's was. there's also I think and a and passion's good. And don't get me wrong, I adore Star Wars. And you and you've just heard me bitch about. Star Wars, all right? Yeah. I still own them. I still went and saw them in the movies. <laughs> Most of them probably more than once. And you'll watch them and again. And I'll watch them again. And, I'll, and I own Lego from them. And and ultimately, at the end of the day, for me, it's like, you know what? Rise of Skywalker shits me up the wall. It's still Star Wars and I'll still watch it. And I'll still <laughs> have moments where I'm like, oh, that's Star Wars. But, but Star Wars has this like vicious fan base. It does. And it's probably they're probably their own worst enemies, to be honest, for most of the problems with Star Wars. And it could be. It could be that they're pushing the Star Wars agenda when they should have just run with what they were going to make. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Solo, I think and it's it, still pretty good. It, yeah. It's, yeah, it's I enjoyable. Enjoy it. I, don't, I don't cringe at much in it. I just sort of went, oh, did you really have to pack that many Solo references in? I think part of it as well was like, I was like, Oh, you introduced all his characters. Oh, they're dead. It's been 15 minutes. Cool. Okay, never mind. I guess I won't get to learn their names or anything about them. (laughs) Oh, that one's voiced by John Favreau. Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. He's dead already. Like, it just felt a bit, oh, this could have been like a really cool, like, story of this group of rogues and, you know. Give each of them an as like you know a characteristic that oh, Han right. kind of picked the up run on. As well. yeah. Does the Kessel Run as well? Which probably I would have been like that could have been the end of the first movie. Nah, Maybe I think, I think that's got to be. I think he needed more time to develop as being known for what he does, mm. and um, that just too much, too fast. Yeah, but still enjoyed it. So where are we up to? Uh, that was my seventh. Yep. Uh, number six, The Last Jedi. It is my sixth as well. Yeah. Well, we might be starting to sink. We might, here. we might. I think. Um, I actually didn't mind the breaking of our expectations. It's because sometimes it has to happen. Yeah, yeah. And I think the only bit that I find awkward is Luke as a character doesn't sit totally right. I I do like the idea that he exiled himself and all of that, but I think what he's made to do and sort of show his attitude. See, I didn't didn't quite I didn't mind it so much because it's like okay, it's it's Luke, he's the beacon of optimism and all that stuff and that's mm. why we no, love Luke. Yeah. yeah, but for him to Walk away, and I get it because Jedi seem to do that all the time. Which is <laughs> yeah, well, I give up. Yoda did. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> but like to, to not to be so bothered by what he did to not just pick up the fight and kind of 
like obviously he's got to be pretty mad or yeah. whatever to not and like why would we just I think and I think that's part of the problem is people were just like oh he's just going to go save the day no you know I, didn't, I, mean? no, I like, didn't mind that no like I actually liked some of that stuff like you know that he's so against yeah he's going I'm not what do you want from me <laughs> yeah what am I like, I, I, I ruined not, it like yeah. I I really liked all of that. Yeah. But they just it didn't seem quite right for who we knew from the previous yeah. films to go that far. Okay. Without us knowing why. Yeah, it's and it's and not it doesn't really It do, it tries, but it doesn't feel it's quite not enough. Yeah. You know? And I I think it need needed something more to that. To make him that bitter, bitter <laughs> like, yeah. or blocking, you know, um, to want to do that. But I, other parts of it, it's great. You know, his sort of flippant approach to training her. And yeah. <laughs> sort of, uh, I really do like, you know, when he's sort of getting a bit impatient with her and gets a little bit of grass and goes, "You feel that? Do you feel that? That's feel false. It. <laughs> But it, to be honest, it also shows how good, and this is probably the strength of these sequels, is Daisy Ridley is does really well yeah. as Ray. Um, she she manages to make Ray really uh, she's like a, 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 a strong character, yeah. and who seems to be motivated by all of her actions and her reactions are genuine to what's going on. So yeah, and that to me is that moment where it. It works. It, it's sort of like we've got both of them, and, you know, and he slaps yeah. her in the hand in the end, and she's like, "Ow!" <laughs> yeah, and that that was unreal. That I I accepted all of that. Yeah, I accepted his cynicism, and but he's sort of the, the bit where he's drinking the milk and snarling at her, and yeah, all that. it just sort of it I, felt too much. Yeah, it it wasn't necessary. Yeah. Uh, like I could, f- it would have been nicer if he was just. Obviously jaded and going. Look, no, uh, I can't. It's it could not yeah. going to work. It's I, almost I'm like a situation where they tried to do it with, yeah. like, they tried to do no exposition, but it probably would have been better. Yeah, just, to, just to explain it away. Yeah. Um. Other than that, it's sort of it, it's got a lot of strengths in it. In that they keep the action quite simple, other than the bloody gambling planet that's the yeah that that whole subplot is just like what's going on yeah and it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere the only it's it's only there to sort of serve a point like essentially good guys and bad guys ain't no such thing like and it's like okay this is star wars like (laughs) this is this is it's all a machine baby uh, yeah like (laughs) it, it was just like oh all of that was just to, so you could have Benicio de Toro rock up and be, betray them, and yeah, yeah, it, it's it, it, it's like wow, a long walk for a short drink of water. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I really didn't like it because it, it was slapped in there. I mean, uh, it had it a subtext so. about the you know rich people and animal cruelty and slavery and, and, but but none of, of, none of it things, done subtly all no, of it like literally said by the characters yes yeah so it's just it does not work and it the only redeeming bit that i can find in that whole thing is there's this little inkling of john williams returning to the cantina type music in the uh, yeah. casino and yeah that's it yeah that's all there is and if anything they probably could have had that stable boy who's right at the end of it yeah. be somewhere else and not have to be there to sort of show that there's other people out there yeah. who have the force and, you know, it's not yeah. the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ultimately, it, and as much as I enjoy elements of it, it's it's also the only Star Wars film that takes place immediately after its predecessor. It's true. Yeah. It's like, and maybe there's a reason why they've not done that again. Or didn't do it before. <laughs> like it's about a passage of time. Like it's it's sort of it adds a sense of urgency to it. This chase sequence, which still feels kind of like okay. Well, and it also it's dramatic. The but Mary it's, Mary Poppins layer bit. Yeah, which I think was a bit unfortunate. Mm. It's 
again, <laughs> it's one of these ones where you sort of go, oh, okay. Yeah, of course you'd have yeah. force abilities. But it's a bit extreme. It's Yeah, that's way over the top. Yeah. Um, it, I actually think it's a shame that maybe she didn't die yeah. as a character there because then we would have found, you know, this is not putting anything on Carrie Fisher's death, which was totally unexpected. But that scene just loses all of its impact by the fact that she can do that. Yeah. And... Yeah, like why bother? Yeah. Why not just have her evacuated and blow up the bridge? Yeah, or or you know she's injured quite badly. By the, yeah, the attack. Yeah, you don't need to see that. It didn't do anything for it. Mm. Um, I think if anything, um, Rise of Skywalker at least gives you that glimpse of Leia training and training things. Jedi sort of stuff. So that's probably works better for that level of how much she was to do with the Force. Mm. So on, but yeah, it they're the bits that irk me. But it, I, I did like the rest of it. I do like the mix of Kylo Ren and Ray, sort of having this yeah, awkward relationship, and the connection, the connection, and then him taking out Snoke, which was surprising. Yeah, which I didn't mind. No, I didn't so mind much. That at all. Yeah, no, because Snoke, that. Snoke was never explained, and I don't think he needed to be explained. No, because bad it, force it guy. It isn't about him. Yeah. It's about... Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, yeah. And yeah. Ray. so... And I liked that Kylo kind of became the big villain. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. But... But yeah. I did... It, and it's got really good moments, which it's really it's, reminiscent of the original films It's too. got some of the best shots. Oh, well, the, yeah. Cinematically, it looks it's amazing. The, yeah. it, I think it's the most... <laughs> it's yeah. the best-looking Star Wars film. Yeah. Like, Ryan Johnson knows how to kind of frame something really yeah. beautifully mm. and like some of the, the, the fight in the throne room is yeah. stunning and then the, the fight at the end is also yeah. usually quite stunning our return to Hoth yeah planet Salt Hoth <laughs> <laughs> but with the red blood underneath yeah sand and this the use of red throughout the film is really nice yeah, yeah. so it's it's I like it more than probably a lot of other people liked it yeah that's it yeah. That said, like Problems. <laughs> Absolutely <Yeah>. has problems. <laughs> yeah. And the, the biggest problem is, as you mentioned before, it threw out a lot of things that were presented yeah. in the film before it. Yeah. And, and whether, there's yeah. only so much you can throw out without going, making it go off course completely. Yeah. Which it, it, did. it did. And as much as like it is, it is nice to break expectations... If you go too far trying to do that, <laughs> you end up here. Yeah. Where suddenly it's like, because of the fan reaction, I think they went on the defensive and was like, how do we get everyone back on side? Yeah. By by scrambling to retcon everything hmm. in the final film, which is why the final film suffers, because it's it's trying to kind of course correct, but... I think they should. Have, people would have seen it anyway. They should have just steered into the skin. <laughs> Raise nobody. Just, just, just far out. Like, well, but even even then, I'm just like, if it was going to be such a problem, like they've got pretty tight control. It's Disney. Like, well, they could have had a nobody because she just takes up the name Skywalker at the end, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. She could come yeah, from nobody to being a Skywalker. Yeah. Which if you need to, sure. Yeah, but um, we'll go move on to your next one because I think I picked that one. You did, you did. So that was yeah. your sixth. So my number five is The Force Awakens. Okay. Uh, that's number four on mine. Ooh. Yeah, so I did think heavily about this. Um, I've got Rogue One as my number five. Okay. Which I guess you're going to have later, <laughs> uh, later on. But yeah, The Force, Force Awakens made me feel like Star Wars was back. Yeah. It, 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 it. My only problems with The Force Awakens are its sequels. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, I wish I, everything about it, I'm like, this is great. This yeah. is everything I wanted again. From the even the sequences that don't aren't quite great, like with the weird tentacle monsters and stuff, I was oh, still yeah, like, yeah. "Cool, I don't care." There's monsters in Star Wars, that's fine. The mysteries are like, oh, yeah," because I think I assumed they were going to tell me yeah, the answers to the questions. Yeah, bring them about. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, everything in it, I was like, "Yep, yeah, I'm fine." 
Yeah. Cool. It's really well shot. It's fun. It's got that Star Wars acting like um, John Boyega is great as Finn and oh, and it's a nice Oscar Isaac is awesome of, as Poe and yeah, he is. A, he's probably the only one that seemed tacked in to be honest. Yeah, he's like the we need a Han Solo ish yeah, guy in here. Whereas you know Finn really did have the best character yeah. position, being a stormtrooper running off from the Empire, and that for me made it just feel that little bit fresher. Yeah. From any other Star Wars film, well, that we, was their element of grey without needing yeah. all of the casino stuff. Like you'd already had a stormtrooper who felt remorse. Yes, <laughs> that's it. And um, it was done really well. Um, I'm trying to. Th- there's probably only just one or two things I didn't like about it's, it. It's it's it. It's derivative on purpose, and yeah, it's, that's a problem. That was kind in of Star Killer base. Yeah, that's a, that repetition. Which, unfortunately, the, the catch on it is we had A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens. It's like three films doing a big planet. And they even self-reference it going, oh, yeah, and that's and that was like, one. Oh. And, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, you should have been warned when you felt you had to do that. If you had to do that, then they just needed something slightly different. I mean, it would have been nice if maybe instead it was like the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker where they've got the... Army of Star Destroyers. Army of Star Destroyers. That, that to me, cool. That, that's a development that connects and mm. works well. But um, other than that, you know, it's just And I like how they, so well they don't have to constantly reference throughout the other two, like the failure of Starkiller Base, like it threw their accounts into negative. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't have been so ambitious to build that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's, yeah, but the, the, the back to the film, it it's fun. Um, I like the way they handle Han and Han's death. I think is really yeah. effective. Oh, that's awesome! And I really wish we just got to see more of Chewie, like messing people up. Like if yeah, because it, it, it's interesting. He's he's the one that I think the as a, as a character, he's the one that's got the most emotional reaction. Yeah, but I think it would have been nice for him to you know literally be ripping arms off stormtroopers. Yeah, to be we've honest. heard about it. it. Yeah, exactly. Like. It, he had the most to lose, mm. and then and I think and it's it's weird, but like this moment has stuck with me ever since the first time I saw this movie. Like Chewie goes nuts, and blah blah blah. blah all the action happens, and they they get back to the planet. We just beat the bad guys, and Leia walks right past him, and I'm oh, like, right. <laughs> I'm like, what? No, <laughs> like there was like your big emotional moment. She goes over and hugs Ray. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> You just lost your husband and he just lost his, like... His best friend, His yeah. hetero life partner. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> it felt like... It felt wrong to... Like, it felt like a weird violation. Yeah, right. And that's, like, stuck with me for some reason. Like Chewie not getting a medal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know why... That, that, that has bothered me since the first time I saw it. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I really think that, that that was probably the one thing I'm like, yeah, I should have really gone to town on that. Yeah, but um, that, that would have been nice to mm. see. Um, uh, and the jokes again, are great. As I, like, yeah, everything's really good. And then I just think the speed at which Ray seems to develop <laughs> yeah, force yeah, abilities. She's a bit of a prodigy. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, Darth Vader is supposed to be the ultimate. Luke Skywalker's his son. This nobody suddenly is better than both of them. Mm. It's sort of, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, or had some other, ex- plan your stuff is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, plan your stuff. Just plan your stuff. <laughs> so, um, so which that was your number five, was it? Yes. Yeah, okay, so my number five to go yeah. next is Rogue One. Okay. Um, it's my number two. Wow. I, I can't go above the original trilogy. I hear you. Yeah, it just, it's impossible for me to do that. I, yeah, um, I because just... Because for me, that's the ultimate. That's Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, but in saying that, Rogue One is the best spin-off Star Wars of the lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like, it's better than Mandalorian, and we'll talk about Mandalorian, but it's... The way that it's got that gritty war feel. That it puts the war in Star Wars. Yeah, and it keeps it 
sort of off the side from the whole Jedi stuff, which is really nice. Well, yeah, it's it, referenced, but it's not part of it. Yeah, the plot's not hinging on it. Yeah, and um, all the acting's unreal. The visuals on it are spectacular, and it's got the best space battle in all of in them. all of Star Wars. In all of them, yeah. That it, it seems like a tactical naval battle. Yeah, and that's how it feels uh, watching it. So it, in terms of that war film and massive scope, yeah, it picks it up. And then you got the Death Star mixed in with it, which is just you know, <laughs> it goes all the way. You got this battles, Death Stars working, and yeah. all sorts of things. So I, I just think it's a superb film. Yeah, it's it's great. It's it's. Everything you just said is why it's my number two. Mm. And I love, don't get me wrong, the original trilogy is that's sacred ground, sure. <laughs> but Rogue One just blew me away. I think I was just like, I knew I was going to like it. Like I just, from the early trailers and stuff, I'm like, and the concept, I'm like, yeah, I want to watch that. I want to watch that, how <laughs> they stole the Death Star. I don't know why I just thought like that. That's something I want to watch. Yeah. And then I went to a midnight screening, I think, and I was just like, captivated and then at the end you break out Darth Vader like like but yeah, like, that, but, that like was but like finally to be it's like a cherry on top isn't it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was already like you've given me the best dessert and it was just like you know what here's something next here's something extra for you like we knew that Darth Vader was scary but we never saw him do him saw him do anything really scary That's in the right. old films and this was just like this is why everyone shits their pants when he walks into the room. Because <laughs> he's a monster. Yeah. And it's also, and it, it is one of those things where it's like, okay, it makes it more annoying that Hayden Christian's like, like, that's right. Oh, I don't believe that that's that guy. Yeah. But um, I loved Cassie and Andor. I like that you saw the rebels were desperate and on the run and were happy to murder witnesses and yep. things like that. Um, I love the group. Like, yep. I love the team. K2 and Churret and Baze and... See, I remember these characters on like Solo. <laughs> and they're all dead. <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually really excited for the Andor TV show that they're going to do eventually, but we'll yeah. talk about that later. It, it feels well-rounded, I think, because it's not depending on anything else. Not really, no. No. Yeah. It, it, we, we know that the... All they had to do is get the plans off the planet and the movie's mission is complete. Like, yeah. it's, it's it, it can end and it does end and it's not like we're setting up Rogue 2. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It, and I think that's why it works so well is because it's not. It also slotted in so neatly into the Star yeah. Wars trilogy, like the original trilogy. Yeah, and watching them... And the, the effects even looked like models. Yep. Like the Star Destroyers and the Death Star, they looked like models. I think they were. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think they were because uh, I've got a feeling they were. Yeah, and I think I just I have a great love of and respect for Gareth Edwards, like what he did with Godzilla, and then what he did with Rogue, Rogue One. One. It was just yeah. like shame he didn't do one of the other. Give him the keys, sequels. like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he obviously knows how to handle it, and he knows how to make it look great. Yeah, yeah. I love Rogue One. I just really. Yeah. Like oh Rogue look, One. I really do, and that's it why was. It's, it's sitting there at the top of all these other. Ben Chuck Ben Mendelsohn is the mm. villain. Yep. Sign me up. He's great. <laughs> All right. Um, that was your number five? Five, yeah. Force Awakens was still enough Star Wars for me to go. Okay. It's, well, we've each only got him. three left <laughs> to yes. talk about. So, so wait a moment. How's that work? Right. So, you're number four. You know, we need your number four. Yes. Which is? My, well, my, my laptop ran out of battery, so I so can't check what remember. <laughs> How many movies have we got left to talk about? We've only got three, right? Three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so Empire. Uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> like stroke. Empire strikes back at number one. <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, yep. Okay. Return of the Jedi is my number four. Yep. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's great, it's Return of the Jedi, but it is the weakest of the original. It three. is the weakest of the trilogies, yeah. and it's the Ewoks that do it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else would have worked really well. Yeah. Like Jabba's Palace, all of that. Oh, the opening is awesome. And, and, um, Cruel disregard for the importance of Boba Fett, but that's a personal matter. <laughs> that's something I have to that's something I have to deal with. <laughs> You've got to remember they extended the story after they did that one. <laughs> just, just makes me sad, all right? Um, yeah. Uh, look, I think the 
the final conflict on the Death Star is what keeps it up there, and that's why I couldn't put Rogue One or something like that above it because okay. it's it's really that well, is the, credit to Hamill, like yeah, he really yeah, that is the culmination of everything that had gone before it, and it does it really well. Yeah, and I think we 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 and I think one of my favorite things about Return of the Jedi is we we'd heard about the Emperor. But Ian McDermott is an evil man. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he, and that's probably he's probably the thing that really redeems the prequel trilogy for me. Yeah, he's amazing as that character. <laughs> yeah, it's just so a shame that it's so obvious that he's. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even like dialogue, camera pan, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it. Um, he, he's just so evil and like you you get it finally yeah. after yeah, you when you see him yeah, he's like, manipulating everything uh, to yeah just turn luke yeah yeah he really is he's the bad guy and it is you're right it's nice that they kind of i guess you know way brought him back for rise of skywalker but return of the jedi is where he really shines that's it's right just this yeah. so creepy and <laughs> and he, yeah, just evil he really you finally have like a, a villain, like something that's scarier than Darth Vader. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can see that how he holds the strings. Yeah. yeah. That laugh. And <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Ewoks. Yeah. Uh, Ewoks are the only. Not a fan of Carrie Van of Courage then? I like the troll in it. Oh, yeah. Took me a second. That's about it. Yeah, um, that, no, that, that's quite clever. Yeah, they're I guess Jim Henson sort of thing. Yeah, that's that's cool. I get why. I, I I guess I get it. It's that sort of like the lowest of the low beat the empire. Yeah, I think that's what was being attempted, but it doesn't work so well. I think yeah, yeah, no. But it's like, but but oddly enough, I can forgive it over Gungans. Well, I have a Jar Jar Binks. I, I don't mind the Gungans. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's Jar Jar yeah. Binks. It just, that's wrong. That's too much comic relief. You know, R2-D2 and C-3PO, which we haven't mentioned throughout the whole thing so far. Yeah. We could have done five characters. Yeah, like, they're, God. Yeah, they're, they're comic act, if you want. Comic yeah, they're, 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 that, they're buddy. Yeah, that is enough for Star yeah, Wars. You don't need more than that. You don't need more. And adding Jar Jar Binks to the mix is what actually lowered Phantom Menace considerably. Mm. But there, like to be honest, C three PO is an amazing character for it. The, the whole thing, yeah, like it, it, he's underused in uh, the sequels. Like I can't believe they didn't put him in more. Yeah, that's only like the it. last one that they really were like, oh, we we, we forgot we should have put him in a bit more <laughs> because. He's great. It's yeah. a great character. Um, yeah, so Return of the Jedi, it does resolve everything and it pulls it together in a way that is really satisfying. Mm. Like that whole sequence at the end and I wish they'd never changed the end to uh. update it because I really love the old ending which kept it sort of local if you want with um, oh, I'm not music. Even, I'm not even, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, I'm not even talking about that. Yeah. No. Yeah, that... Uh, that's a crime. <laughs> it is a crime that they and changed Hayden Christensen. Oh, place. Sebastian that, Shaw was yeah. his name. I'm pretty sure the actor. Yeah, yeah that, it that should have stayed as is because he was the one who died. Yes, <laughs> that age, that look. Yep. So and adding the no, there was something so. Fantastic about Darth Vader's noble, silent sacrifice, self-sacrifice. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, to then copy and paste yeah. in the no, no, no. <laughs> oh, should have at least got him to re-record it. Like <laughs> <laughs> stick in that goofy one from the end of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So I'm up to number two. Yes, and which this will is be my a, number three, which is a New Hope. Yes, number three. Oh, it's, it's my number a, three. Yeah, it's the essence of Star Wars. Yeah, it's, Star Wars. It's, it's everything that it was yep. and should be. Yep. Um, and it keeps it simple. It adds all that mysticism, all of those things that we began this whole podcast with. Yep. And it pulls it off in one film, yep. one self-contained film. It could only be superseded by Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. which just takes it to this yes. whole new level. <laughs> it's, 
It ramps my number it up. one. Mine too. And it's still better than all of these other films just because it dramatically pivots everything mm-hmm. on its head. Um, it has these sequences which keep the action going throughout the whole yeah. film. And it, in A New Hope, the actors had a sign going, you know, faster, more intense, and which is apparently what George Lucas often said. It was his only real direction. Yeah, in A New Hope. And then you go to Empire Strikes Back and it slows down enough for you to see character reactions and a bit of cautiousness and really nice interactions between each other, whether it's uh, Han and Leia or C-3PO and mm, them. And Luke and Yoda. Luke and Yoda and then even just Luke going to Cloud City mm. and then him and Darth Vader at the end. It, it sort of has all of this nice interplay between the characters to the point where... Star Wars has suddenly fleshed out, yeah, yeah, and become more than what it began as, yeah, and it, and in one film, yes, nails it, and and I mean props to Lawrence Kasdan, yes, because that script is perfect, like it's tight, it's there's no waste. Well, there was apparently though. Oh, there apparently was a whole side story about the snow monster thing, whatever it's called. Oh, uh, the uh, Wampa. Wampa, yeah. 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 The suit didn't work. No. (laughs) Wasn't it? No. There was going to be a side story of Wampas being a problem in the Rebel base. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. uh, Yeah, (laughs) and they, they, the um, 3PO takes the sign off the door. (laughs) (laughs) The Stormtrooper opens it and gets... (laughs) But I think it was all leading to that joke. Yeah. So so they rightly just removed all of that because the Wampa then just becomes this catalyst for Luke to start really trying to use the yeah. force and just yeah to save his life yeah so and that sort of gets the obi-wan and then yeah whether it's yeah so um forever the battle of hoth is always oh, one of my favorite one, yeah. battles in star wars just the the yeah. walkers yep. the they're concept my, of they're them. my favorite vehicle <laughs> in star wars i have the, oh, like even I said, the I snow speeders i really yeah, like the snow yeah. speeders uh, it, it all just sort of Again, it's got that gritty look to it. Yeah, and you've got like yeah, vehicles. on the ground, and yep. you're actually seeing a ground fight. I think in Star Wars for the first time as well. Yeah, and it seems more warlike because they're in trenches and yep. got different turrets. And, and yep. so it it just really pulled together really nicely. Um, Lando Calrissian, it, yeah, really great addition. Is really it was good. like a sort of a movie star, I guess, at the time, wasn't he? Compared to the sort Billy of Billy D. Will, yeah, uh, I don't know. I remember it was one interview with them, and they were like, they were all like. Or Hamill and stuff, or especially like because he was, he'd done something quite big before this. He couldn't have been bigger than Harrison Ford at that point, could he? When does Indy? Indy's after. Oh, it's around the same time. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that one. Something I, I remember. They'll say like it was an interview with Harris uh, with uh, Mark Hamill, and he was like, they were like, <laughs> yeah, he was like hot okay. stuff, and yeah. big, right. big deal. Anyway, yeah, a bit great addition to the cast. Um, and he, you know, he goes through a nice arc in itself where he's pressured into the position he's in and has to betray. And, yeah, a and, re- and, and redeems himself. And yeah, it all all tension throughout that entire film. I don't think the tension stops in Empire no, Strikes Back because no. you go straight from Hoth to the really great chase. I think which the keeps only, the action moving. It's probably yeah. slower with the Yoda moments, and that's more. But that's Luke's it. That's develop, the only character time, development stuff. But that's Luke becoming. A Jedi. Yeah, but then you kind of cut back to this great and hide and seek game, and then hiding on the side of the star destroyer, and yeah, all of those little yeah. bits and pieces. Yeah, but uh, and then the meteor field. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a great a asteroid field. That I just love that. Yeah, and then the the slug. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. So, Empire Strikes Back still number one. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be a hard one to topple. I don't think it could it's, be done. Probably not, yeah. because it all relies on it. Yeah. As you look at anything else past uh, Empire, they've relied on it and the way it presented everything yeah. to go further. Um, A New Hope definitely had the warplane movement of spaceships and that, which is probably one of those key things mm. that make you feel like it's spectacular and real. And this is one of oh, those yeah. clever. That's one of these clever. I think it's things. the thing that makes it like very fantasy, though, because that's not. 
It's not possible. It's in not space. possible. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it, it. But you believe it. We we've seen imagery of things like that, so yeah. it connects it so well. And then the battle on Hoth, uh, the flying around in um, the asteroid field, mm. all of those things come together to really make it work. Yeah. This is where you, like Luke, scream. <laughs> and <laughs> and or you go, oh, okay. Oh, okay, more. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Popped Culture, and we will catch you next week with Star Wars Part 2. I have been Scott. And I'm still Jason. Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was the trailer for Star Wars The Force Awakens and the song at the end was The Imperial March by John Williams. If you'd like to leave us a review, guys, please, we invite you to do so on Apple Podcasts. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. If you'd like to follow us on socials, we're at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod or on Twitter at popcultureau.